Welcome to the Jesus Joy and Java podcast, three-part Christmas series. I am your host, Patty Nava. Let's grab a cup of Java and sit back while we learn about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the real reason for the season. Welcome to part one of a very special three-part Christmas series. While most podcasters are taking these weeks off, I decided to bring you some Christmas joy for your morning java. Sisters, I pray that we will remember the reason for this season and keep Jesus in the center, even through all the chaos, especially during these next three weeks before Christmas when everyone is stressing out about what to buy the kids or what to wear to Christmas parties, Perhaps you're baking desserts and trying to make sure that everything is perfect for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's so exhausting, isn't it? Well, please sit back, relax with your cup of your favorite java, and let's enjoy part one of the Christmas story. So every year at Christmas time, we read or we hear about the angel Gabriel visiting Mary and about Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem to give birth to Jesus. Yes, this is the most important part of the nativity story, but I want to tell you about another couple. Their names are Zacharias and Elizabeth, and they also have important roles in the nativity story, but their story is rarely told. So this is why I will be sharing their story with you. The story can be found in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 through 80. But for today's episode, I will be paraphrasing, and I highly recommend that you go back and you read their story. Luke starts off by telling us that Zacharias and Elizabeth were an elderly couple. They lived in a small town about four miles west of Jerusalem, and they were both prominent, as Zacharias was a priest and Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. However, she was childless and well past the age of bearing a child. Luke also tells us that Zacharias and Elizabeth were righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. Approximately 15 months before the birth of Christ, Zacharias was selected for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. Many people were in prayer outside the hour of the incense offering, and an angel of the Lord appeared to Zacharias, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he 
who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And then Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know this for certain? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. So the people were waiting for Zacharias to come out of the temple and wondered why he was taking so long. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. Zacharias tried to communicate with them with hand gestures and signs, but Zacharias remained mute, and when the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. Now he had to communicate to his wife Elizabeth what happened in the temple, and that she is now able to conceive and bear a child. How exactly does he do this without being able to speak a single word? We do not know but he was successful in communicating the good news and Elizabeth conceives. During her pregnancy, she is visited by her relative Mary for a few months. So we will learn all about this visit in next week's episode. Okay, so now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. And it happened that on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. But his mother answered and said, No, indeed, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. And they made signs to Zacharias as to what he wanted him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote as follows. His name is John. And they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And he began to speak in praise of God. Fear came on all those living around them. And all these matters were being talked about in all of the hill country of Judea. All who heard them kept them in mind, saying, What then will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. Immediately after Zacharias wrote down his approval to name the boy John, and his voice returned, he then is moved upon by the Holy Spirit and begins to prophesy over his son, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David his servant, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, 
to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father to grant to us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us, to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child continued to grow and to become strong in spirit, and he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Sisters, there are so many great lessons we can learn from this story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Most importantly, we learn that when we are faithfully following the Lord and continue to lift up our prayers to Him, He hears us and He answers us according to His will and His perfect timing for our lives. In Psalm 37, 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Zacharias and Elizabeth had been praying for a child for many years, and even though they were already advanced in age, they still saw the hand of God in their life, and they rejoiced. Perhaps to some, having a child at such an old age would have been seen as an inconvenience. But nowhere does it say that Zacharias and Elizabeth complained that God took too long to answer their prayer, or that it would be too difficult for them to raise a child. They didn't do any of this, not that we know of. Rather, they turned and offered their praise back to God. They both rejoiced over their blessing and gave God all of the glory. Sisters, perhaps there's something in your life that makes you wonder what God is doing, why he's taking so long, or if he will ever answer your prayer. Maybe you're waiting for a husband, perhaps a child, or a new job. You might be thinking your circumstances look hopeless. But Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Do you know there's nothing too difficult for God? His plan may look very different from what we think we want for our lives, but we need to trust that His ways are always the best. As I like to say, Father knows best. <laughs> when He answers our prayer, sometimes we get above and beyond what we prayed for. In Ephesians 3.20, Paul tells us, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Zacharias and Elizabeth may have thought they only wanted a son. God did more than that. He gave them a prophet whose name is forever linked with the story of Jesus Christ. 
So this concludes part one of the three-part Christmas series, and I pray that you will join me next Monday as we learn all about the angel Gabriel's visit to Mary and Joseph. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus, Joy, and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash JesusJoyJava. Also on Instagram at JesusJoy underscore Java and on YouTube at JesusJoyAndJava. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, joy, and java.